just asking questions and just having the humility to know that you don't know like all the things and that there's so many different ways to do things and there's so many different definitions of like success. I think that's really valuable to know. Hi everybody, it's Marcy Bullock, the host of Wolfpack Career Chats and welcome back to season six, Fresh from the Pack. This season, we will explore the exhilarating yet challenging path that recent graduates face. Being a human is hard and change is hard, and you are not alone as you embrace the inevitable struggles of leaving your undergrad days behind and creating a life you love. Hi, Wolfpack fans. Today, Monica Ragsdale is here, a recent graduate who has transitioned to the work world and is going to talk all about her journey. Hey, Monica. Hi, Marcy. Hi, guys. We're so happy to have you today. And if you would start off by sharing with the listeners a little bit about what you studied at NC State and how that led to what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So my name is Monica Ragsdell and I studied psychology while I was at NC State. So that led me doing my master's program at Meredith College. Industrial organizational psychology is a mouthful. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying the program and I'm about to start my last year there. That's really exciting. I know a lot of college students have thought about maybe I'll go on for more education. What is grad school like? And would you recommend it to someone that is debating if they should do it? Yeah, I think it really depends on your major. If you are a psychology, 100% recommend doing grad school um, if you want to pursue a career in that. I really enjoyed the program so far. Something about my grad program specific that I really enjoy, it's super small. So that was a big difference from NC State. I really loved NC State, but having a very small class is really valuable for me when I'm in my major specific classes. So I have 15 people, including me, in my entire class. That's the entire cohort size. So that makes us really close with our professors. They're very intentional about getting us the help we need. Um, very unique learning experience because of that as well, like a supportive community. But it is a lot of work. It is very different than undergrad. So that was, I, I was surprised a bit by that, but I wouldn't exchange it for anything. I, I've learned so much in this program and it got me the job that I'm in now. So I, I really do like it. Well, you're halfway through. Congratulations. You're mentioning that you have a job now. Will you describe that? And do you do that while you're a grad student? How do you balance? Yeah. Um, so it's at Butterball, um, which is, I was not expecting to work at Butterball, actually. It's a turkey company. Um, but every job has HR, which is really nice. So I work there under HR and organizational engagement, which is underneath organizational development in the in the company. And yes, yeah, so I started in the beginning of the summer as an intern there. Um, and last week they offered me to stay on for a seller position. So I am going to accept that. I transitioned fully in September. So I haven't experienced doing it while I was in school just yet. So this is gonna be a new experience for me to see how to balance those two things. But it does help that my grad program, instead of classes starting at 3 p.m., they're going to start at 5.30 p.m. So I'll be able to work full time. But they are open. Butterball is open to making it a part time position for me as well. If that will be better for my schedule, they don't want to, you know, make things too hard for me or anything like that. So, yeah, I don't know how it's going to look yet, but I'm excited to experience it. 
that's really an amazing opportunity to already get an internship, prove yourself in the internship so much that they said, we're going to offer you the job before you even finish grad school. And what a weight lifted off your shoulder. So what kind of goals do you see yourself moving into in this role at Butterball? And what are the challenges? Yeah, so my internship was actually like my dream job, which I did not think I would ever find that in an internship. Um, So they actually didn't have an open position for me, but they said they want me to stay on. So they said I could create my own position and kind of make my own job description. So I'm in the process of creating that. And I'm basically keeping all the same things I did as my intern and then just adding some more things like more travel, um, because I really enjoy getting to see our other plants and Midwest locations and everything like that. But my actual title is an internal communications and engagement intern. It'll change to analysts in September. Uh, But basically, my main role is to help increase engagement company-wide. We have six different plants throughout the United States. So sometimes it can be hard with engagement with that since we don't get much face-to-face contact. And we also have other live operations and everything like that. So just connecting everyone is my main role. And then also internal communication. So I help with change management. If a department, any department in the company, any of the plants, if they have a new initiative that they're trying to roll out, they contact my team and we help communicate that change to the company to give like a smooth transition for everyone. So yeah, those are my two main things that I do. That's like you said, a dream. It's like they gave you a whiteboard and said, just tell us what kinds of challenges you want to be involved in, what problems you want to solve. So you're engaging employees, you're working on change management. It sounds so invigorating. How did you decide to go into organizational psychology? I feel like many undergrads just, they have a psych degree and they're like, I like to work with people, but they just don't know what that means. Yeah. Most people in my program actually did not know what it was until right before they applied. So that's the case with a lot of psychology students with um, organizational psychology. For me, it was a tad bit different because when I was in high school, I did dual enrollment. So I was also enrolled in Waytech my last two years of high school. And that's where I learned about it. Um, It was an intro into career learning class. And I discovered it then. I never heard of it before then. But until that class, I was very set on becoming a therapist because that's my mom's career. And I thought that would be amazing. She's really great at it. And we definitely need therapists, but I don't think that would be my calling. It's just very emotional draining. So I think the more career side of psychology is what I wanted to go for. So that's why I made that shift. And that's how I found out about it. Well, good for you that you started learning more about yourself and realized that maybe that would be too draining for you. You would take it home too much at night. And this is a different path than your mom. But it sounds like the right path for you as you carve out your whole career progression. Now's your time, Monica, to give some advice. So for undergraduates that are really still feeling like they do not know what is going on and they have nothing together, which is most people in their 20s don't have it figured out yet, (laughs) what would you suggest? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say ask as many people as you can what they did. And you never have to do copy and paste. Actually, I would never suggest doing copy and paste, but you could just gather all of that information, kind of create a reservoir for yourself, and then ask yourself, what do I see in their life that I want to emulate in my life? And then kind of work backwards from there and try to get your life to look like that in some way. 
Yeah, I think just asking questions and just having the humility to know that you don't know like all the things and that there's so many different ways to do things and there's so many different definitions of like success. I think that's really valuable to know. And just sitting at the heels of someone wiser than you and soaking it up, that helps so much. Were Mm -hmm. there any classes you took on campus that really helped you to transition out of undergraduate into your current role as grad student? Yeah, honestly, your class, the transitions for a college graduate, it's honestly crazy how many times I refer back to my notes for that class. Like, it's so helpful. Like, I still have it on my Google Docs and everything. But right before my in, like my internship interview, I looked at the interview notes for like how to prep for my LinkedIn. Like so many people are like, how's your LinkedIn looking like that? Like even my professors asked me that when I went to grad school and I was like, is Marcy like her class really helped? So yeah, it's been really helpful in creating my elevator pitch. That was really nice having that under my belt. And yeah, my resume, that was really helpful as well. Yeah, just like being more confident in interviews and knowing how to negotiate. Like I've been able to negotiate and that was really great. So, so many things. Oh, thank you for that. That's really nice because when you take that class, it kind of forces you to do these things. Nobody wants to do a practice mock interview. Nobody wants to videotape themselves and spend all this time on their LinkedIn and resume, but it really pays off as it did for you. So Mm -hmm. as you look back on your college experience, which I know wasn't that long ago, what was your best memory, Monica? Maybe something cool that stands out for you that you'd recommend other students take part in? Yeah. um, So for me, I transferred into NC State. So I only got two years there. And for those two years, I wasn't really on campus that much. I lived off campus in a townhouse with six other girls that I didn't know. And it was like a college type of neighborhood. So how I met them was through an organization, my church organization. So they became like sisters to me, like after that year of living with them. So I would just recommend for people to get really invested into whatever organization or club they're in. And yeah, just like get to know the people in that club, get to know like how you guys relate to each other, learn each other like in a deeper level, because those relationships can definitely last after college and make the whole difference. So, yeah. That's hard when you transfer in. And it was also during COVID. I remember (laughs) that was that was just a tough time to just be able to make connections with other people when there was isolation. So I'm so glad that that is um, mostly behind us and people are able to commune again because as Mm -hmm. humans, we we need that we need relationships. Let's zoom into the future as we wind down the podcast into, uh, let's just say, 20 years or so from now. I'm going to ask you to talk to your 40-year-old self. What do you think the Monica Ragsdale will need to hear from the younger you today? I think she would need to hear that even with all of your responsibilities, like might have kids, a family, community, everything, like all those responsibilities with career Just remember your love for nature, your love for people and getting to know people, you know, in a deeper level, your love for God, like all of those things, like remember what roots you and like why you're living and don't get lost in emotions. That's beautiful. And final question, favorite howling cow flavor. I would say campfire delight. Definitely. I got that each time. I never even tried another flavor because I liked it so much. Thank you, Monica. Of course. Thank you, Marcy.